0: Antion and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM channel 80. Finally got a little company here in the studio, man. It was lonely. It was lonely. Nick Fridell down at the Seaport. I'm Randy Scott holding it down here in Bristol, Connecticut. You can tweet at Nick Fridell, at Randy Scott, ESPN for me, at ESPN Radio for the program. It's 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number, 888-729-3776. And we're continuing to take your calls on the one retired athlete that you want to see play one more game or one more tournament or one more season. It could be any sport for any reason. Call in. Let us know. We got a great one at the end of the last segment. It was Kobe Bryant. That's a great answer. Uh, Nick had Michael Jordan as his. I said Bo Jackson. Somebody else has said Barry Sanders. And and on down the line. And it's inspired by Serena Williams. Who is, by her account, playing her final tennis tournament of her all-everything, all hall-of-everything career. And you can see it continue tonight. Hopefully we don't see it end Tonight, seven p.m. Eastern on ESPN, taking on the fifteenth-ranked player in the world, Ila Uh So, those are uh, the business matters at hand. ESPN Radio is, of course, presented by Progressive Insurance. But with us here in studio, when I say I have I have company, Nick is Andre Snellings, our ESPN senior writer, and he's going to class up the joint, certainly from an intelligence perspective. Andre, What's
1: up, Andre, <laughs> <laughs> what up,
0: fellas? The analytics uh, side of this trade that we broke down a little bit on the on the other side of the break when we were talking about. The Donovan Mitchell move to Cleveland, which, man, I didn't have the Cavs as a player in this thing, and now here he is as a player for the Cavs. And it's Oche Abaji, Colin Sexton, Larry Markinon, the three unprotected first-round picks, two pick swaps. How does a guy in Donovan Mitchell, who seem we are going to talk about usage rate through the roof when he was in Utah— seemingly would have to share the basketball a, a little bit more now in his new spot? And I put a, an intentional question mark on the end of it because I'm, I'm pitching it to you. Is there enough ball in Cleveland to go around now that Mitchell, now that Spide is on that roster?
2: Yeah. So, um, you know, to to your point, yes, he's going to have to fit in in a way he didn't have to in Utah. In Utah, it was almost toss the ball to him and let him make magic. In Cleveland, they've got a squad like they've got kind of top to bottom, and and so with Colin Sexton, the player that they traded for Mitchell. Um, we saw that he and Darius Garland were kind of having a little bit of growing pains as they were both young guards that that, mm. that liked the ball in their hands, that liked to score. Um, and we didn't really see Garland break out until after Sexton um, got injured last season. And so that is a bit of a concern. Will Will Garland still be able to be the all-star that he was next to a player like Mitchell? But I think that having had that year of development, um, that Garland is ready to do that, that he can focus more on being the point guard and, and, and let um, Mitchell focus on being the shooting guard. And then they've got like that defensive line behind them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so I just, I like how the Cavs are put together. And I like the fact that they're all like 25 and under. And so I think they're a team that can make some noise this season and um, will be making some noise for, for quite a while in this East. Mr. Snellens, I think Donovan
1: Mitchell is a hell of a player. Mm -hmm. But the overreaction in New York City today (laughs) has been unbelievable as I sit here in the seaport. Our friend and colleague, Stephen A. Smith, who hosts First Take, was on KJM this morning. And he had this to say when the topic of Mitchell not being with the Knicks came up.
2: I'm utterly disgusted. I'm really ticked off about it. At the end of the day, from a basketball decision, you don't want to mortgage the farm if you're the New York Knicks, because Donovan Mitchell, without anybody to play beside up makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, and I get all of that. My problem is this is more the same with the New York Knicks. Every time you're on the verge or you appear to be on the verge of getting a star to come to this franchise, they end up going somewhere else. And for me, that's where it—it it, just—it's a level of disgust that is hard for me to put into perspective because I'm a lifelong Knicks fan and I'm unapologetically biased towards them. But I'm sick of the Bush League tactics.
1: Okay, Andre, <laughs> should, <laughs> should Knicks fans be that upset that they missed
2: out on Donovan Mitchell? Well, uh, you might have to play that sound again because I'm not quite sure where Stephen A stands on this issue. Um, (laughs) um, No, I, I don't think the Knicks fans should be that upset because Mitchell is not, like Stephen A said, the Knicks never get their superstar. I don't think that's what Mitchell is. I think he's, like you said, he's a really good player. I think he's really good for what's going on in Cleveland because they have other really good young players that fit what he does. I didn't necessarily see the Knicks as a team where A, they had that fit, or B, they had enough other talent around him to be able to justify giving up you know, so much of their young talent um, in, in order to get him. Um, it would have reminded me a little bit of previous Knicks moves, you know, a generation ago. I remember when they traded for Stefan Marbury. You know, I went to Georgia Tech, you know, love Marbury, but when they traded for Marbury and he had a press conference in the park with a hype man talking about, they scared <laughs> now! Like, that's what the, a Donovan Mitchell move would have been to me. Something that was a splash in August or September, but that would not have got the Knicks where they wanted to go. So, honestly, I think they should feel okay that they missed out on this one um, because they're still trying to build something, hopefully for the long haul. We're
0: talking with uh, Andre Snelligs, our ESPN senior writer here at Professor Doctor Z on Twitter. Uh, here on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, Nick Fardell, Randy Scott in for the guys. So the the, the idea that there is a, a, a logjam in the Eastern Conference, I, I, I get that and I fully respect it. I mean, you got obviously Philadelphia and Miami is always a problem and. Milwaukee uh, seemingly probably was an NBA Finals team if Chris Middleton's healthy. When I mean, Boston is is Boston, and who knows what the Nets you know could be, uh, and that includes Nick Friedell. Who knows?
1: <laughs> who knows? Nick, you're on that team. Nobody can know what is going on in Brooklyn. <laughs> Nobody
0: knows. But so when when Nick point you know points it out accurately, like where were the Knicks going to go with Donovan Mitchell? So let's spin that to the the Cavs now. What is what is their ceiling? Because I think casual fan and I brought raised my hand to this, be like they're. Best they could hope for is a five-seed in a loaded Eastern Conference, even with Donovan Mitchell.
2: So the East is so interesting right now because there's two answers to your questions. There there are a few Eastern Conference teams that their upside is championship. And that's the four or five teams that you named already. I think if everything goes well, they could be champions. I don't think the Cavs could be champions this year. But the second part, as far as regular season record, I think the Cavs could potentially be the number one seed in the East. I think it's so volatile. Last year, the number one seed had 53 wins. This Cleveland team could win 54 games. You know, so... So much of it is about how it plays out. And again, I don't think this trade for them was just for this season. I think maybe this year they couldn't win the championship. But with another year or two of development around this core, they could be in the championship mix in future years. So I don't buy the notion that there's this hallowed five and the Cavs can only be six. I don't see that. They would have been close to a number one seed last year if not for their injuries. They were leading the the Central Division well, you know, to like the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. So... I think they've got that upside. We'll we'll see how it plays out.
1: All right, Andre, let's close out the Mitchell conversation and hit a topic that certainly has unified New York <laughs> and, and seemingly everybody who's watching. Randy and I have been talking about Serena's match tonight uh, all day long. What do you expect
2: to see from her after such an emotional win the other night? Right, such an emotional win the other night – and kind of an emotional loss last night in doubles with her sister. Um, like they 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 went to a tiebreak in the first set before they lost. So, I think that my questions about Serena coming into this were: Can she physically reach a level of competitiveness that has now been answered? We saw with what she did, um, earlier this week that she can play at that level. And we know the entire state of New York is vocally behind her on every point. Everyone talks about the energy. I'll be able to, I'm going to the U.S. Open tomorrow, so I'll be able to check out some of that, but obviously I won't get to see Serena. But I I think that she should play well enough to win. I think she should not sleep on her opponent. Like Isla Tomjanovic is solid. You know, Mm -hmm. she's been a quarterfinalist at Wimbledon uh, the last two years. She made a quarterfinal run in Cincinnati last month. I think she's got game, but I expect Serena, if she's physically able to do it, which she appears to be, to to be able to to come through this match and the next, and and get to make at least a, a quarterfinal run against her old uh, doubles partner uh, on Shaboor. Yeah, I mean,
0: selfishly, I was looking at the doubles match last night, and I was like, okay they Williams sisters got their flowers but let's save let's save the legs i was like i want i want to keep it for the for the singles run for serena i don't want to mortgage it with a, a, a doubles run but it was you know surprising to see them lose in the opening round of a doubles match together for the first time since the 90s right i mean
2: yeah but they and hadn't had, had a played grand together in in, yeah. in like 3 or 4 years and you know just watching it like um venus is 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 was there and playing supporting her sister mm-hmm. but you know father time is undefeated so she she's not what she was right so right. you know i was happy to see them play and i, I wish it could have lasted longer but you know serena for the win
0: serena for the win tonight we'll see again you can see it's 7 p.m eastern on espn serena williams gets isla tomjanovich u.s open third round action against moved from espn 2 to espn proper tonight
3: Andre, we appreciate it man thanks for coming in all right thanks for having good me.
0: to have guests in studio nick you wouldn't know anything about that mr
1: seaport
3: one Can't day, you one day I'll be at ESPN proper, my
0: friend. Rance, <laughs> continue to take your calls, inspired by Serena, on the one retired athlete that you want to see one more time. One game, one season, one tournament. But first, Nick's going to tell you about FanDuel.
1: Kickoff football season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today to get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just just sign up with promo code PLAY to get in on the action. You can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code PLAY. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the
4: NFL. splash shifted the tempo another great cocktail from the hypnotic team every season is hypnotic and tequila season hypnotic liqueur bardstown kentucky 17 percent alcohol by volume hypnotic reminds you to think wisely drink wisely
3: Most our lives
1: living in a gangsters' paradise
4: that's a situation they,
1: they got,
0: got me facing, facing. i, I can live a normal life, life. I, was I was raised by the, the street. Street. come on now down with the, the hood, hood team too much television watching got, got me chasing, chasing dreams. dreams. Watching I'm television tonight cool. at 7 p.m. Eastern. Watching Serena Williams in the third round U.S. Open. And Oh, no, no, we're not doing it. It's Isla Tomyanovich, though, 7 p.m.
1: Eastern. Randy Scott if you had just thrown in Ila Tomyanovich in the flow of Gangsta's Paradise I thought I was it was coming man out I really in did the Seaport Studio right here I am so really glad
0: I thought it
3: was coming I, I was
0: like is he going to do this? That we're on Slate that we're on Slate not on ESPN
3: Plus If we were on ESPN Plus no one would have been been able to hear that music and all they would have heard is you guys a cappella So oh, they would have heard it I've been at
0: I've been at multiple weddings what is two more than one. I've been at two weddings where the bride sang that song with the DJ. Like, beat in the background, but not Coolio in the background. Just like you said. like Just the lyrics. The Bride knew every every word. Did the every Bride work
3: word. in uh, Tom Yanovich, though? Didn't work on Isla Tom Yanovich, no. Not good enough. Mm,
0: not good enough. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Nick Fredell at the Seaport there in New York. I'm Randy Scott here in Bristol, Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait. I have a Coolio story that I feel like must, yes. be, must be shared with the Let's world. Let's go. In this moment. We're in Sacramento, I think in like February, but the, the last few months of my life moving from San Francisco to New York have been a, a very much of a blur, especially since the Nets are uh, insane as a, as a team and that whole last six months was crazy. Randy Scott, we're in Sacramento postgame and <laughs> have just lost to the Kings. Uh, NBA fans will remember this as the game where James Harden really quit on the Nets. Steve Nash is late to the press conference coming into this very small room inside Golden One Center in Sacramento. Like, where the hell is Nash? Because usually the game ends and Steve Nash is at the podium. It's because Coolio has stopped him in the hallway. And Coolio is telling Steve Nash to tell the Nets to hire him to perform at halftime because every time he performs, the home team wins. <laughs> and we're like, this this can't be happening. It's Steve Nash, who has just lost to the Kings, who sees that James Harden has just quit on his team, who is dealing with all the craziness involving Kyrie <laughs> Irving, is listening to Coolio, and Steve is a nice guy, so he's smiling and kind of nodding and laughing. We're all like... That, that can't be true. You're telling me every time Coolio performs that, that that team wins and come to find out somebody on Reddit looks it up and then the home teams were like three and five. <laughs> But but the the post game press conference for the Nets in a game against the Sacramento Kings was delayed because Coolio was trying to sell Steve Nash on getting the Nets to allow him to perform in Brooklyn.
0: That's seriously like a two thousands or nineties fever dream. You know what I mean? It really is. It's like it's like why was Steve Nash late to the post game presser? Coolio. And Coolio. You're like, okay. Yeah. You said. Nash said to Coolio, "I'll see you when."
1: When you get there, do you remember that song? <laughs> it wasn't working at Isla Tomjanovich, but it was close. It was close, friends. I had that CD single.
0: I got that CD single in probably Sam Goody. Um, <laughs> I'll see you when you get, if you ever get, that was a choir, right? A choir was in the background. Yeah, oh, yeah. All right, so inspired, 7 p.m. Eastern, ESPN, Serena Williams, Isla Tomjanovich, the U.S. Open third round matches. Serena's run continues for. However long, I mean, this is it. This is her final tennis tournament of her all-everything career. We're taking calls on the retired athlete that you want to see one more time, one more game, one more season, one more tournament. Let's get to Scott in North Carolina. We haven't heard this one. Scott, you're on ESPN Radio.
3: Hey, so I think I'm just a little older than you guys. Saul Sanders play, Saul Jordan play. I started going through the favorites of my, my youth. Um, Griffey Jr. was one, but I was going to go with Mattingly, and then it hit me. I can go with a little unique perspective here or, or turn here. Andrew Luck left a very primed team weeks, like two weeks, I think, before the season started. Yeah. He yeah. could unretire today and play tomorrow, and I'd like to see that because the Colts roster is yeah. ready for him, and I think they'd be great if he came back.
0: Oh, and look at how the quarterback market's changed since he he's been gone. He could come back and get thirty five million a season. You know, I mean he's still so he's still on the right side of thirty. Um you're right. I mean that's that yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. This is this is different. This is different here. Uh Ray in Cali. Ray, you're on ESPN radio.
4: Hi. My guy is Babe Ruth. Right, he died the year I was born. Arguably the best athlete of all time for many different reasons, and I'd love to see him play in my lifetime. I would, too.
0: I think we get our answer of you know guys who trained, and I'm using that loosely, but trained the way that Babe Ruth did, Nick, against pitchers now. I think that'd be really
1: interesting. I mean, I'm still training the way Babe Ruth did. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: I hope that Babe would come back and start... Knocked it out, home runs He's all over the place. Does that balls. mean you have
3: a cigar in your hand right now? <laughs> a
0: cigar, two hot dogs, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some gl- yeah, glizzy, King. Do we have time? <laughs> do we have time for one more? Can we do one more? Oh, you, who you, you want? You tell me, because I mean, th- these are all good answers. I, I, right? I, I like, I like Dean. Dean, Dean's okay. been on hold for a while. Dean, all right. Dean Toledo, Ohio. You're on ESPN Radio. How's it going, gentlemen? What's
2: up, dude? Yeah, I got two of them for you. I got two of them for you.
0: First one, I'd love to see the '92 Dream Team play in the next Olympics at the age they're at now. Oh. <laughs> I think Jordan I think Jordan and Magic will still smack talk about their AARP policies, but I think it would be a great entertainment. All right. My next one is next one is God Russ his soul, Muhammad Ali, Iron Mike in their prime fight. Oh. Oh. Thanks, guys. Okay. Okay. That's different that's haven't haven't heard a boxing one yet. And that'd be I mean, wow he he's creating fantasy matchups. Charles Barkley would kill somebody. I mean, honestly, Charles Barkley would be frustrated at his ability to get up and down the floor, and he'd cause even more of an international incident than he did against. Was it Angola?
1: Yeah, it was the elbow yep. against the Angola. But Randy, that is a great one on top of the dream team. How about an Ali fight? That's, that would yes. be awesome.
0: That's yeah. It's what it, well, he had him fighting Mike Tyson. Tyson in his prime against Ali in his prime. How Ali about that?
3: dominates him. Ali dominates him. Yes, really, he's bigger, and he, and he, by a and lot. he wears out Iron Mike.
0: Wears him out. You get okay. That fight that mm. <laughs> fight goes three rounds. Maybe Tyson <laughs> wins. Tyson's not it. Tyson gets inside the reach. Rope a dope. All that. is that blasphemous? I don't know. I you saw Tyson, Ty, We're talking. Tyson peak.
3: Are you saying that because Mike, Ty- you're scared of Mike Tyson that he could like be near here and Ali is dead, so he won't come and you know, I don't know, beat man. you up?
0: You see Tyson at the U.S. Open. <laughs> see Tyson pretty, in the stands. He look pretty mellow these days, yeah, man. That's true. Like I think he still got it in him. That that plane that plane video showed that. All right, remember 7 p.m. Eastern, ESPN, Serena Williams, U.S. Open third round match we have an update on the newly expanded college football playoff the details of how this is going to be structured the 12 team playoff nick fredell randy scott in for the guys canteen carlin espn radio and the espn app
1: we all know breakfast is an important part of your day but sometimes when you're traveling for business you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any you know what happens you grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely we've all been there And wave them
0: like you just don't care if you know. Oh yeah, your yeah. Javante saving the good stuff for when we're.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, not on
0: ESPN Plus, and That's a waste, man. It's a waste. Give the man his flowers. Not
3: on ESPN proper either.
0: No, that's true. You know what is on ESPN proper? So you segue like a mall cop right now. Serena Williams, Isla Tomlianovic, U.S. Open third round this eve. ESPN
1: proper. And that is exactly why you live on ESPN proper. (laughs) (laughs) For for that segue. Segue like a mall cop? (laughs) I I guess in order to be on ESPN proper, you must segue like a mall cop. Because that is what a pro's pro does. (laughs) Finds a way in and out. In and out. And it always goes back to proper.
0: Well, ESPN proper tonight because it's notable at this point of the college football season. The fact that that college football is moved from ESPN proper to ESPN two because of Serena Williams run that speaks to the command and the and the energy and the just aura around Serena right now at this last tournament of her career and the run that she's on and now she's got to go through another top 15 player in the world to try to continue it. So we'll see if she can watch along with us. And you can also take it anywhere you go on the ESPN app. It's Canty and Carlin ESPN radio, the ESPN app, as we said, SiriusXM channel 80. He's Nick Ferdell. I'm Randy Scott. 888 say ESPN is, is the phone number 888-729-3776. The news that broke within moments of us going on the air today. <laughs> so we're talking like, you know, two fifty nine PM. Nick was this expansion of the college football playoff. And it has, that story has evolved through the show The very latest now is that this 12 team playoff format, which could go into effect as soon as 2024 if some contractual details are worked out, uh, will look like this. Okay, 12 teams, the four highest ranked conference champions, will be seeded one through four, and they each get a first round bye. Teams five through 12 play each other in the first round on either the second or third weekend of December with a minimum 12-day break between the end of conference championship games and the beginning of the first-round playoff games. Those are the quarterfinals. That and the semifinals will be played in bowl games on a rotating basis. Championship game will continue to be at a neutral site, as it is under the current four-team format, and conference relationships will be favored in those quarterfinal and semifinal games, which is to say a a Pac-12 team, when lined up with a big... Ten team will play at the Rose Bowl. Okay, we'll try to keep some tradition, some in, continuity in place. Exactly. It's notable to me here, Nick. What jumps off right away is the fact that they're giving the four that they're giving the top four teams buys because if we want to look at it with a cynical eye, and I think we kind of have to because this is such a money making opportunity. There, they are sacrificing some money. They are leaving. I don't want to say they're they're leaving money on the table here because four teams means two college football playoff games and the revenue that and advertising dollars that would come from that and they're saying no nah, leave it on the table let's have four teams sit and we'll play four, you know we'll play the four games as opposed to the six
1: two things instantly pop into my head mr scott the first is that it's only a matter of years before the buys are gone because the money will be too big so as we sit here now Cool, and in the next few years, you get a buy for those first four seats? Okay, but I will believe it when I see it if in you know 15 years from right now, there are still buys because the money will be so astronomical at that point that it'll get worked in. Number two, one of my favorite shows of the year, every year, especially back when the polls were a much bigger deal, seems like that's got a little diluted with the the playoff the last few years but it's that svp post game saturday night after all the conference championships have been decided mm-hmm. and the coaches who were trying to get into the four slots will come on and basically give a a speech about why their team belongs in the playoff or why their team deserves to be seated a little higher And so I cannot imagine now the fight in those last couple weeks and certainly that last night after the conference title games from some of these coaches to say, oh, my team needs to buy and I need to be in that top four slot because my team has played so much better and been so good throughout the year. So that part of this is going to be interesting, I think, as we start to see the new machinations of – How this playoff format format unfolds?
0: Yep, and and, you know, as Heather Dinich who said that the presidents voted in favor of the six highest ranked conference champions, and then the next six highest ranked teams, and that commissioners have been quote unquote highly encouraged to implement this as soon as 2024. Pete Thamel offering this is the most succinct summation of this awkward college football playoff dance. According to an industry source, it was a wasted 15 months because three guys, Kevin Warren, Jim Phillips, and George Klyovkov, were pissed, his words, not mine, (laughs) pissed at Greg Sankey. Ridiculous. Because this has been an on-again, off-again dance, and it does seem, at times, intensely personal among these uh, conference presidents, uh, conference commissioners, I should say. A reminder that college football is back. You tune in tomorrow as Georgia, the defending national champion, Georgia Bulldogs, battle Oregon in Atlanta on ABC presented by Dr. Pepper coverage begins at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Respect it or check it. We're going to play it and you can play along with us. Nick Friedel, Randy Scott in for the guys, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app.
4: 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify?
0: Dan and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM channel 80. Nick Fardell, Randy Scott, uh, in in for the guys. A reminder about the Serena Williams match tonight, U.S. Open third round, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. And it, it you know got us got us thinking. And we put out the call, four calls. You call into the show, eight eight eight, say ESPN. Who's the one athlete, the one retired athlete that you want to see play one more time, one more game, one more season, one more tournament? And we got a call from Brian in New York, and this is the first. Nick, I think this is the first auto sports one that we've got. Brian, you're on ESPN radio. What's up, guys? How are you, dude? Who you got? Oh,
3: pretty good. Sorry. Um, so I want I got three. The
4: three the only three seven time NASCAR cup champions Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, and Jimmy Johnson.
0: All right. That yeah. I could see that. I, I mean, you want to see them all all in the same race?
4: Sure, why not? <laughs> Is that all in line. Yeah, I mean, no. I don't know. It's three. You figure it's three eras, but hey, That'd
3: you be know, cool. well, no, Johnson we retired. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, Dale ain't here, but right, the others right. do.
0: Well, we had somebody call in and say he wanted to see Ali fight Tyson. You know, and that's different eras, but like, hey, as long as we're well, as long as we're having retired retired athletes back, let's have them back for the fights or the races that we want to see. Uh, Brian, appreciate man, appreciate the, uh, that that phone call. Um, Nick, I, that's the first auto sports one. That's a good, that's a, that's a good one. I do want to go back to the Tyson and the Ali one though. I'm going to go ahead and, I'm going to go ahead and say Tyson in that one. Why? He's an animal, dude. He was just an like it was a different, it was a different thing. It was a different phenomenon. It was the the, the kind of athlete, the kind of training that Ali did not face in his prime. It just didn't happen. There was nobody with the, with no one was a killer the way Mike was a killer back then. Not even Ali. Ali wasn't a killer.
1: I I agree, but I feel like I've grown up in a world where Muhammad Ali has been put on the type of pedestal that Michael Jordan's on. And in that regard, I just feel like Ali would find a way to adapt. He would find a way to wear Tyson out over time if Mike didn't knock him out early on in the fight. So it would be awesome. It's part of the fun of what we do. Yeah. But... I am taking Ali in that fight just because he he was able to win so many fights by just staying upright, rope-a-dope, taking mm-hmm. the shots and then delivering his own much later when somebody was worn out.
0: Tyson himself would pick Ali. He said as much on a podcast. He also, you know, I, he also said that Ali was intimidating in a way that Tyson, you know what I mean, like the mental game the men, mental aspect of a fight, Ali would have had that advantage over Tyson, and that's Tyson saying it himself, but the one-punch power, buddy, yeah, I don't think Ali faced somebody like that, but there are old heads who would, who disagree with me and probably be right, or Canty and Carlin, right now.
3: My jam! This guy has tracks for days.
1: Oh, man. Oh, I love this song.
0: Ha! See, see you later. later. I'm gone. Penthouse Sweet. No, don't no want to say that. All right. <laughs> ESPN Radio. <laughs> ESPN App. Oh. <laughs> The the only thing that's missing as I
1: hear that song from my childhood is my girl Kimmy Kuhn uh, refusing to go out on a date with me. That's (laughs) what you think of? I must have asked this girl out 50 times in my life, and we always love that song.
3: Wait a second.
1: And I yeah. called her up when that song would come on and be like, hey, let's go. Some- nah, yeah, I'm 50
3: good. times over the span of how long, Nick? Uh,
1: well, I went to a private school. When's and- the
3: last time that you asked her out? Uh, I
1: don't, Was I it mean- within
3: the last decade? In the last decade.
1: No, I mean, I, I probably stopped after college. It was like, no, Thank it's goodness. not going to happen.
2: <laughs> but every time That's I hear that song.
3: or it's something else.
1: Yeah, I sent her a candy gram in sixth grade there and things go. got off the rails. She didn't talk to me for a few years, but. No, she was one of my closest friends growing up, but who we love that song.
0: Who says no to candy? Who doesn't like candy?
1: Come well, on. Well, it wasn't it wasn't that she didn't say no to the candy. It was that in the in the candygram note it said, "Will you be my Valentine?" and instead of just no, uh, her other friend came up and she's like, "Kim doesn't want to talk to you." Oh, <laughs> then, sending the friend. And then we didn't speak for years, but God, did we love that song back yeah. in the day. That's a
0: jam. That's a jam right there. That's That was on Hip Hop. The Source Presents Hip Hop Hits Volume 2. That's what that one is on.
1: Oh, man. This I, is Canty and Carlin,
0: ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. He's Nick Friedle. I'm Randy Scott. The phone number 888-SAY-ESPN. A reminder, Serena Williams again facing Isla Tomjanovic tonight. U.S. Open third round action, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Those are great tracks, and so is this one. It's time for Respect It or Check It.
2: Respect it or check it. With Kent and Carla.
3: That's right. Respect it or check it is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. That's one less billboard you have to do, Randy. How about Love this? It. We've been talking the entire time about college football playoff expanding. Still, only four teams this year. How about this, Randy? A Pac-12 team. Will make the college football playoff before it expands. Respect it or check it.
0: Respect. Wait. What? Say it one more time. Before it expands, a
3: Pac-12 team will make the college football playoff while it's still at four. Okay. Do you respect that or do you check it? You say no because it
0: could be twenty-four or twenty-twenty-six. I respect it actually because I trust the voices who say that Utah is a playoff team this year, twenty-twenty-two into twenty-three, which would be ahead of the twenty-four or twenty-six. Potential of this uh, playoff expanding. So, yeah, Nick Fredell, I'm going to go ahead and say I respect it, and Utah is the one.
1: I'm checking it. I know there's a lot of hype around Utah. I know they can play. But, Randy, you and I both know that the politics involved in getting to a 14 playoff are something. And in order for Utah coming out of what many feel is a diluted Pac 12, even though for right now they still have USC and UCLA. I don't think they're going to go all the way through, and I don't think they're going to have enough push at the end to make
3: it happen. Big trade in the NBA, Nick. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, now a member of the Cavs. So how about this? Respect it or check it. The Cavs will finish in the top four in the East this season. I'm checking it. They're not better than Boston.
1: They're not better than Milwaukee. They're not better than Brooklyn, if Brooklyn can maintain it's roster at least for the year that's a big if it's a big if I still don't think guys that they are better than Miami and I think Miami has gotten lost in the shuffle because they haven't added anybody but that team is tough as nails and Jimmy Butler can play at a very high level and so that's four right there and we haven't even mentioned Joel Embiid and what the Sixers are hoping is a revitalized James Harden now that he's got that new deal so that's five teams it's possible, but I'm checking it. I don't think they're good enough right now.
0: Yeah, I'm checking it as well I for the exact reasons. I just feel like the East is too top heavy. It's too loaded, and I, there's just too much of a log jam. There's no path to it. Uh, you know, we had Andre Snellings here in studio, and – He's smarter than Nick and I put together, and, and he said, listen, this team was a, a top four seed before the injuries came on, and who's to say any, you know, that the injuries don't hit Boston or or Milwaukee again or, or Brooklyn or who knows the level of interest James Harden will choose to grace us with this season, and then the Miami's always there, too. There could be issues that befall the, the top four that you might pencil in in your head, but They're still there for a reason, and I I don't see it with Cleveland. I don't see them as much of a threat, assuming health on all sides. So I'm going to say it's just too much talent in the East.
3: Randy, I've worked with you a few times now. I know you, you can be self-deprecating. I did like how you looped Nick in there to say that Andre was smarter than both of you guys combined, <laughs> assuming how smart Nick is, Randy or just knows. disparaging him completely. <laughs> was, I, I took no offense no. whatsoever. Yeah, I that didn't think so, but it's come on, good. you got to be a little nicer there. No, 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 no. It's all good. All more right. about how smart Andre is. That was my point. That's he right. Is, That's uh, right. He is a whiz. How about this? Uh, Russell Wilson locked up for a couple more years for the Broncos. A couple more. A lot more. How about that? Randy Russell Wilson doesn't have to win one but Russell Wilson will make a Super Bowl during his Broncos tenure respect it or check it
0: I respect it I respect it unfortunately I'm terrified of the Broncos is a fan of a, of a different AFC West team is a Raider fan like I, I do feel like this team has been a quarterback away from really making a run like a deep playoff run in the AFC and uh, I, I don't feel like there's as much of a logjam in the AFC as there is um, in, the, in the NFC. Sort of a, a to equating it to the NBA's Eastern and Western Conferences. I feel like the defense is good. The offensive weapons are there. Uh, two-headed monster in the backfield. The wide receiving core legit. And now they have Russell Wilson, who still has tread on the tires at age 33. So, yeah, I'm going to say they at least make it. I'm, I'm respecting it. They make it to a Super Bowl.
1: Guys, I'm respecting this, too. Not only do I always believe in that Broncos defense finding a way, and that has kept them in plenty of games through the years, Russell Wilson just knows how to win. He is the prototypical leader who is able to raise the level of the other guys around him. He showed that plenty of times in Seattle. Once that team learns how he performs – and once he figures out exactly how he wants to run that offense, that team will be on top again, and it's why, if you're the Broncos, you feel so good about the commitment that you made.
3: All right, last one. We're going to talk to Marcel-Louis Jacques about Tua in the next segment and his improved offseason. Dolphins will be a playoff team this year. Nick, respect it or check it? I'm checking it.
1: I still don't think they have enough around Tua, and I still have questions about Tua I don't think it can happen this year.
0: I'm going to, uh, oh god, I'm going to check it. If only because I think the AFC West gets three playoff teams in. I think I, I think the Bills are a lock. I think uh, I think the Colts are a lock. I just I, I feel like there are too many relatively sure things. You know, famous last words at a week one, but I I I have to see that new system in place first. So I'm going to say check it. I am, but. But, man, if what we're hearing about Tua and his mechanics, improved mechanics, not just arm strength, they're legit, and we'll find out. We're going to talk to the man who's been close to that situation down with the fins in South Florida, Nick Ferdell, Randy Scott. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio.